So, uh, sorry, there's like a big raccoon outside my window that I was just looking at for like the past maybe two minutes. With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Outlet Pass and Sports Ethos. Got the whole crew back today. We're going to be talking about our bracket and a little bit of March Madness, a little bit of news, but let's start off. Bailey, how are you? I'm here. I wasn't here last week, but I'm here now, so that's about all we can ask for. It's good to have you back. At at this point. We missed you. We missed you, RBC. Glad to have you back. Yeah, sure. Plus, she carried it on on the second pod with that interview. That interview was banger. So, yeah, that was also a good time. Number number three is coming this week. Who's this week? This one is going to be with Subria. There we go. Subria's number three. Friend of the show. (laughs) Um, Shouts to Subria. Good people. Her her podcast actually just uh, is going live in about five minutes as well. Nice. Love to see that. So love it. Akio, you've already talked, but how are you? I'm doing well, man. Can't complain. Um, once I figured out I can start spending some money around on the women's tournament, we've been good. Um, <laughs> Stanford made me some bread yesterday, so shouts to them. Um, so yes, all the way around. We're going to get into it a little bit later. Uh, but Cam Brink is tough. Like, she's ridiculous. But yes, that is all I got. Carissa, how are you? I'm good. I can't complain. I like that. We're going to try to keep it a little bit shorter tonight. One, because there's not a ton of news to talk about. And two, I mean, we, while this comes out on Tuesdays, th- there's more Elite Eight games tonight. So obviously, we all want to able to be in a position to watch those so it's a little bit shorter during the tournament season that's that's part of the reason why but let's start with our bracket let's start there because it's the easiest thing to update and for anyone who follows any of us on social you can already see on social that we put out the next round but just a quick recap uh we didn't have any of the major upsets that we did in the first round um but moving on to the sweet 16 in appeals region are asia wilson kelsey plum Sylvia Fowles and Joel Lloyd and Carissa's it is Candace Parker, Chelsea Gray, Diana Taurasi and Allie Quigley and Bailey's it is John Quayle Jones, Brianna Stewart, Helena Deladon and Courtney Vandersloot and in mine it is Brittany Griner, Skylar Biggins-Smith, Tina Charles and Neka Gumake. So 
I don't think there's anything terribly crazy there. I feel like those are, I mean, if not the exact top 16 players in the league, extremely close. So uh, definitely a lot of fun. And now it's when it starts to get really interesting, right? Because it, it's going to be about who's favorites. Like I, I, when I was voting earlier in Carissa's, I believe, uh, Allie Quigley was leading. And I was like, that would be, to me, that's an upset. I don't know how y'all feel, but Allie Quigley over Diana Taurasi would be rather interesting, rather spicy. So, I think it's a personal thing with that one. No, for sure, for sure. But, like, if you just, like, ask, like, general W Twitter, like, if, if you're doing a poll and Diana Taurasi doesn't make it to the Elite Eight, that's kind of crazy. Well, brackets were, were meant to be broken. I agree. I, I think I had an upset, even though Benijah was a five seed. Mm-hmm. I don't think she deserved to get as washed as she got washed by Kelsey Plum. Cause that's, that's your girl, though. I mean, Kelsey Plum is one of your favorite players in the league. And Kelsey Plum is one of my favorite players in the world. She absolutely is, which I, I love the fact that Kelsey Plum washed her. But I hope we can all like mutually agree that Benajah Laney is just a better basketball player than Kelsey Plum. Like I would generally agree with that, but if we're projecting what we expect for this year coming, I don't know that I expect Benajah to have a better year than Kelsey Plum this year. I think Kelsey Plum is going to go off in this new system. I don't know. I I feel the same way about Benajah with her new system with Sandy. Like I think you can make the same argument. That's part of the fun, though, right? Yeah. All I'm gonna say is at the time of this recording. Sylvia Fowles is destroying Jewel Lloyd. Yeah, we're not also talking about that it's, one, by the way. I mean, thirteen to honest, three. She should. Yeah, Jewel is better, but yeah, I get all that. Um, uh, well, we'll we'll leave that alone. Um, so definitely Jewel isn't better than Sylvia Fowles, by the way. In my mind, she is, but in reality, it's just not close at all. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, if you if you know if you know you know. <laughs> That's, that's, I, I can't even argue with it. Um, anyway. And if you don't so know, that, now you know. Exactly. Our, bra- our, our polls are live on all, on each of our socials and, and we'll share them over the next three days. The polls are going to run for, started three days on Monday. So by Wednesday and then whenever, uh, going into the weekend, we'll have the Elite Eight, eight up and then we're getting close to the end of this, getting close to the end of the women's tournament. So let's transition over to that then. Cause that's like the next bit of like news without actually getting into the news of the league. Obviously, a lot of uh, action in the NCAA tournament. Who wants to start on, on what their biggest – Bailey, I, I, did you watch some? Were you able to catch some this weekend with what was going on with the women's tournament? Of course. Of course. Um, the Stanford-Texas game was lights out. Phenomenal. I, I enjoyed it a lot. You know, South Carolina did what they were supposed to do with Creighton. Not really anything there. I was really rooting for Notre Dame to beat NC State. I was really, really pulling for them. And then South Dakota beat gave Michigan a run for their money, almost beat Michigan, I should say. So I thought those were some highlights that stuck out to me throughout the weekend. And it's shaping up for an excellent ending to what's been a really good tournament. And then one thing that is notable today is that some of the players that have been eliminated are coming back to school and not going to the draft. Most notably that I've seen so far, Ashley Jones at Iowa state is going back to school. And then uh, the girl for Ohio state, whose name I can't recall off the top of my head. She said she's coming back as well. So 
curious to see how those keep shaping up as well as an extra storyline. It's definitely the Ashley Jones thing really surprised me because I mean, she was almost guaranteed to be a first round pick. And I know it's not the same as in other leagues where it's like this huge guaranteed life changing money, but that's, I was still rather surprised to see her opt to go back for another season, but that's part of the fun of college sports, right? Is that you love being trying to win one for your school. And I know that they were not like a, a favorite or anything, but they were a very solid team. So her going back for one more run does make some sense. And, and, it'll be tough to be a first round pick next year because I feel like next year's draft is going to be absolutely loaded. Uh, Carissa mentioned in the chat, Taylor for Ohio state. So yeah, Taylor, I don't know how to say her last name. Mike, Mike Zell, I think is how it's spelled. I had to look it up real quick, but something along those lines. But yeah, definitely crazy. That, like, I, I think that I, I didn't get to catch as much as I wanted to just with other, other life commitments, but catching the highlights online and, and just seeing the reaction to everything. Obviously, Akil, you mentioned, I don't, you mentioned earlier, Stanford did you well. What, what were your takeaways from the weekend? My, well, my biggest takeaway is like, I knew kind of Cam Brink was like good at basketball. Uh, that was one thing I kind of knew going in, but then after watching that full basketball game, I didn't know Cam Brink was like really, 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 really good at basketball. Uh, I don't know if Bailey had the same thoughts on me, but like that third quarter, like she just straight up dominated. It was a disgusting third quarter. I think she ended the game with like six or seven blocks. She like also was this like extremely switchy defender who was guarding Harmon out there on like key late shot clocks and like getting good contests. And she's like shooting super easily from the perimeter and she's like taking her man off the dribble at the three-point line and getting to the rim and like throwing back door cuts she and I genuinely don't want to say this to like be like kind of hot takey but like I feel like she could be a generational defender in the W when it's like her time because she a lot of people don't pose her ability to be like as good of a rim protector and a switch defender. Like it's the unique thing where like, you're cool with her being out there on an Island, like guarding the other team's best guard because she could actually handle that matchup. It's like the opposite. Like when you have, for example, Brittany Griner, like on a switch, it's like, okay, I feel pretty good about this. Uh, When it's Cam Brink, it's like, Oh, maybe not. Um, So that was something that was really, really impressive to me. And she still has what two more years left before she gets ready to like declare for the draft. So like, if this is what she is already, like this, the sky's the absolute limit. She only scored like 10 points, uh, but she, to me, like clearly was the most dominant player in that whole game. And it was really impressive to watch. She, she had 10 points, six rebounds, six blocks in 22 minutes. It was a disgusting masterclass. And it's so interesting because on against Texas, their starters shot 11 for 38. They had three starters collectively go 0 for 9. Rory Harmon was 6 of 18, and then Alan Taylor was 5 of 11. Like, yikes. That's, yeah. that's tough. That's tough. She, and – we're big draft people too, like on the men's side. And I don't want to do like the men's comparison, but she has the same thing defensively with Chet, where like she knows how to use her length functionally. Um, 
she was on a lot of post-ups like she'd just be tall and like she was blocking a lot of shots from post-ups as well so like was crazy uh she does have like some fouling issues i think she had like maybe four of them uh but if that gets squared away hey um we cannot complain she also shot four threes yeah well that's one of the things that we've like not and i'm not comparing player to player but like that's one of the things we've liked so much about a walk coming into the season too right is that how much they can have how much she can effectively like use her size in motion is what's so impressive. So like, I feel like, like, I feel like there's something, like, I don't want to say like, I don't want to say this is going to be a continuing trend because that takes away from how special what these players are doing is. But if that's something that we're going to see more often in the league, that's how the league is a whole takes another step, right. In terms of like competition and level of talent, not that there's a lack of talent in the league. I think I'm, I'm not really wording this the way that I want to, but like, you're seeing that there's an evolution of the players. And, and like we saw like a decade ago in the NBA where the, the, the big term was unicorn. And like we've thrown it around with Sawtu a lot, but if, if we're going to get more unicorn style players in the W, the league, I mean, we've talked, one of our favorite phrases to use on here all the time is skilled size, skilled size, skilled size. But like, if, if, if that's what we're going to get, then geez, it's, it, I, I, I like where the league is going. I already did, but sign me up for all of that. Yeah, and you kind of see it with, like, some of the younger recruits, too. I'm completely blanking on her name, but Carissa might know her. Uh, Carissa, who's the per- girl from um, Montverde going to Georgia? Uh, Barker. Uh, yes, yes. She's not going yeah. anymore. She decommitted? Yeah, because yeah, well, of yeah. Okay, well, she was committed, and then she decommitted because the coach left, I think, right? Uh, but, yeah, like, once again, her, like, if you want to talk about skilled size, like, all the stuff that she does off the bounce at, like, 6'2", like, it's crazy, and I think we are just going to see all these, like, quote-unquote, supposed to be bigs just have all of these guard skills kind of carried now, where they are going to be catching out at the three-point line and, like, taking the person off the dribble and doing all that stuff. So if we get to that point, it's going to be something really, really fun to watch. And yeah, I would, so- I would say that I don't necessarily want the evolution to mirror each other on both sides. Like I, 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 I actually love that the product is, is not always, I don't want to say it, like that there, there are levels of dissimilarity. There are different skill sets, but like if we can get that evolution in both leagues where you're able to see these like, Big guard, like uh, again, big guards. I say that all the time on here for the Erica Hamby, but like the bigs with guard skills, like sign me up for that all day. That I just think that's such an aesthetically pleasing form of basketball, and it also creates so many different lineup variations and and things like that 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 you can create such a chess match on the floor. That I, I would really enjoy that kind of evolution of the game. And and I think it's so interesting because like in this aspect of the game, you could argue that the W's been on the wave before the NBA, but then yeah. Like the the W kind of had it on a, a little bit of a lesser scale, but now you know you're looking at potential more wide scale. Because you had like Candace, you had you know even before Candace, you had like some stretchier bigs like Lauren Jackson was doing similar things, uh, Tina Thompson was doing similar thing. You know what I'm saying? Like the, it was always there, but now you're looking at it even evolving even further in there. Mm-hmm. So. Chris, what about was there? You're 
I would. I mean, I don't think either of you will be offended by this. I think Chris is the biggest NCAA fan on the women's side of all of us. What, what were your biggest takeaways from the weekend? So I think everyone who lost besides Creighton, it came down to free throws and turnovers, late game turnovers. So a lot of those games could have went to either team. And like Bailey said, he didn't want Notre Dame to win, but I don't think Notre Dame was ready to win. <laughs> like if they would have won, who who would have played if they won? They'd be playing UConn, right? They would have been playing UConn. All right. Oh, well. Anyway, either way, I don't think they were ready to, <laughs> to oh, advance. Nice. <laughs> I don't think they were ready to advance, but I do think they are ahead of schedule. Like, a lot of these freshmen are. A lot of these teams are. Like, we knew they were going to be good, but not good this early. Right. So I think, you know, the. I mean, the, this is one of the best tournaments I've seen in years. Um, from the women and the men's side. So it's just only going to get better. And then like what Akil said, I know like every few years, you know, people are like lower the rims. We have eighth graders dunking now. Like the game is catching up. It was only a matter of time. And, and I think with how much continued investment and excitement and and everything like that, I feel like you're right. It, it, it was already catching up. And this, this is just like kind of, I, I've heard more people talking about like more people that I wouldn't expect to be talking about the tournament, talking about the tournament, which is awesome. Right. That, that's right. the I know that diehards are, are very protective of of the thing that they love, but the real way for growth to happen is that you're able, you are able to bring in more casual fans and TV partners and sponsorships realize, hey, there's something here. We all know this. We pay attention for me more on the, the the pro side than the college, but we know this is a growth opportunity and it's t- like, this is showing all these people that need to invest to make it that growth opportunity, re- like catch up and realize. I, I think that this has been a fantastic, like the, the last month has been fantastic for those of us hoping that this will continue to grow. Yeah. I, I saw an article today and the title of it was the NCAA undervalued women's basketball marketers didn't. And I, yep. I, I think that's, I wasn't able to read it because it was behind a New York Times paywall, so I don't know what was said, but the title is accurate. That's a fire title. That is an absolutely fire title for sure. Yeah. So uh, so uh, any other news that you guys wanted to touch on, even beyond the, the college? I know there was a couple couple things that we wanted to touch on. Uh, Bailey, what, what was it that you wanted to touch on with news? Um, they announced the documentary with Dee Dee Angel and Izzy Harrison. The details are still kind of quiet, but the the initial announcement has been made. I uh, don't really know what to expect from that, but I think it's going to be cool. I think it's interesting how they picked. Obviously, we don't know who else is involved, but those three players, like when I first saw that, I was like, okay, you got Angel, who's what? 15 years in the league. I think so, something like that. That was an interesting three names for sure. Right. And then you got um you got Izzy who's kind of in the middle. And then you have Didi who is just going off her rookie year. And then they've all played in different markets and different levels, like Angels went to finals and things like that. You know, she's in record books. I just thought it was interesting how they grabbed those three different like vast, I would say. There's overlap, but there's not as much overlap. And I think it's pretty interesting to see 
uh, what that looks like. But um, any type of coverage, you know, especially when it's something directly in in what's the word in line with the W when they are actively doing it. It's not just necessarily third party, so you aren't necessarily worried about it being misconstrued or mishandled. That's that's always good. For sure, for sure. And then, Chris, I know you brought to the chat the – I think Bailey did first, but you, you reminded us today the, uh, the Asia Wilson show. The, are you excited for that news? I, I, it looked pretty cool to me. Yeah, it looked cool. I'll definitely um, get some. Yeah, they're already ready for uh, shipment. That's hype. They look, yeah. they look sick. I haven't gotten, like, basketball shoes in forever, but that was tempting. I know a few South Carolina fans that already ordered theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Like on Nike.com? I sent, I, the, I, I, saw I, I sent the link where you could buy them. Hmm. Yeah, they're inspired by her grandmother. Yeah, they're on Nike. It's inspired by her late grandmother, I should say. She talked about it on a video with Boardroom. Then her grandma's name is on the tongue of the shoe, which is cool. Is it like a? It's like a player edition, right? Yes. The purple. Yeah, is the Co- Cosmic Unity uh, Asia edition. Right. The purple is after the pearls that her grandmother gave her that we all know means so much to her. You know, so like it, it's it's Asia shoe through and through, which is really cool. It is unfortunately already sold out in my size, so I don't, I don't have to keep an eye out for a restock. But <laughs> they're it's still available in most sizes, so that's definitely good if anyone is. I mean, by the time you hear this, yeah, I also think honestly, to Asia will be probably I'd have good faith in the person out of these new crew to get like her own actual new shoe. Like, I don't want to disrespect this as a player edition because it is a player edition, but I think she'll be the first one to have, like, her own shoe line out of all these new school people. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I think even them giving, like, the player edition is, is a step in the right direction for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Well, then, before we get into the debate, uh, the only other thing, this is just kind of like a preview for things to come. I, I, I don't, I think it was ordered for ordered earlier or like uh, announced earlier but i don't think we've talked about it yet uh the draft is in two weeks <laughs> so yes. it's kind of like they finally announced the date and that's exciting in and of itself but it'll also be um like two weeks like the week after everything ends in the tournament so uh we will be doing some sort of coverage of that obviously whether it be on here or on youtube probably both um look out for that because i know we did the the live room on uh was it what did we do i don't remember was it was at halftime last year or one of those matter. audio apps i don't remember it doesn't was... matter I, I don't know yeah. why i asked yeah i don't know i i don't know uh but yeah we did a live reaction last year we had a lot of fun doing it i don't know if it was necessarily good content but we had a lot of fun so that, we probably that, it was definitely again. some it was definitely some fun you were a little bit tipsy and the drive I've was never crazy been <laughs> the draft was crazy and we were all getting the updates at different times it was, it was yeah. hilarious but yeah, uh, hopefully- all i remember was us 
waiting to hear Arella get drafted. Oh yeah. Never never heard it. I never heard. Um but this but, year will be better because we have Chris this year. We didn't have Chris last year. Exactly. Uh we should pick picks for the final four games tonight. Elite eight to go to the final four. Elite eight, eight to go to the final yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. That's a great not idea. really. I don't even know why we're gonna ask Carissa because I feel like we absolutely know where she is going to go, but at least where's she going, Nicole? I mean <laughs> first game, seven o'clock. Yukon versus NC State. I have Yukon in a close one. Wow, that's stunning. Final score prediction. Go ahead. Oh, I have no idea. But <laughs> a close one. If Kunane is in foul trouble, then I think we'll be good to go. I mean, I'm gonna I don't know enough, but I'll pick UConn as well, just because, I mean, it's UConn. No, don't do that. Because <laughs> ah! we haven't been UConn that much this season. Well, you know. She says as they sit at 28-5 and and a two-seed in the tournament. About to make the Final Four, yeah. Are you a UConn fan, Carissa? So, I'm a UConn fan, a Georgia fan, and a Tennessee fan. She's like you. She has 35 teams. Okay. Three. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Akil has a legitimate 35 team roster. Hey, let's relax. It's not 35, <laughs> it's like seven. Um, Anywhere where the Spartans go. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. that's that's really what it is. Um I know. Akil, who's your pick in the first game? I'm going I'm going Yukon as well. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> North Carolina State looks good though. Nice little They're good. They have a they have a stretchier kind of big too, right? That's supposed to be a pretty big. Those, that was a, name. How did yeah, you pronounce Alyssa her name? Because I, I get it wrong. Every She's yeah, Alyssa Kunane. Yeah, Kunane. Yeah, she. I. My graphic for her though is pretty fire. I'll, I'll pat myself on the back for that. Um, Bailey, who's your pick? See, here's the thing, right? Oh here's God, thing, right? You want to use your powers for evil? No, no, no. That's what that's what I'm sitting here saying, right? Like I'll. So first off, I had NC State as the most fraudulent other one seeds, in my opinion. Let me start Uh-oh. by saying that. Hmm. That was my opinion. Um, but that said, I was going to pick them to win, but I feel like me saying NC State win means UConn's going to win because that's just how things tend to go when I say this. So I'm going to say NC State going to win, though. If that's who you feel like is going to win. Hey, you you have seen firsthand how that usually goes, though. Well, now you have to watch the game. Yeah. Somebody going to win it. Okay. And then the second game. Corey. Oh, I thought I said mine. I'm picking, I'm picking you, Don. Oh, okay. Uh, My, the second game, Michigan, Louisville. I'll go first. I'm going to pick Michigan. I, the, the athletic did an awesome article on Nas Hillman last week. I was already a big Nas fan. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna ride Nas Hillman. Give me Louisville. Fair enough, Carissa. So my heart says Michigan, head says Louisville, but I yeah. I really do want Michigan to win. I'm not a Louisville fan. That's kind of where I'm at too. Is I like since I don't, I'm I'm far from an expert. I'll I'll cheer for the the people I like and and hope for the best. So I'm more cheering than picking but you know what's the difference really i can't imagine akil's going to pick the other michigan school <laughs> no he's not akil michigan or louisville michigan versus louisville 
Yes, sir. You already know what I'm doing here, bro. Michigan deserves nothing good with their lives. Maize and blue are the ugliest sets of color combinations out there in the world. Um, I wish nothing but awful things for Michigan and the University of Michigan and Ann Ann Arbor. Um, So I'm rocking with Louisville, of course. I'm not like, what? You think I'm going to pick? No, I know. If you you hadn't been staring at the raccoon, you would have heard me say that. I'm not picking the University of Michigan in anything, ever. Um, so yeah, no. Louisville, duh. Fair Easiest enough. question well, of the day. Are we doing the debate or are we cutting it there? Do we, we, let's save the debate because not because of anything other than uh, there's 10 minutes till game time and I don't want to keep Carissa from missing the start of the game. I mean, it's not going to start right at 7 because they're going to talk and debate and then it'll probably start at like 7.05 or something. And my debate is quick and easy. Bailey okay. is quick oh. and easy. Okay, cool. Go for it. Well, then uh, we're going to bring the debate back. We haven't done it in a couple of weeks because we've kind of been all over the place, and that's kind of how we do things. I, I don't even remember like, the couple of weeks we were all here. We just didn't do it just because. But debate. Yeah, I won the last time. That's how you know it's been a while because I won with Mercy. Uh, we're going to do – forgot about that. No, it was wonderful. It's a wonderful story, wonderful <laughs> heartfelt times. When when you're at my wedding, you will undoubtedly hear it and see all of the white people get uncomfortable. It's going to be a good time. Catch up to my campaign. <laughs> my so I chose because this is something I feel like we debate in our, any of our group chats once every month or something like that. I decided to early discuss. I decided to bring it here. What is your favorite food item that is associated with location, or best food item that is specifically associated with location? Uh, I'm going to go in alphabetical order, actually. So I'm going to start with Akil. All right, man. I think I picked a pretty clear winner, in my opinion. Uh, we talk about the city of Atlanta a lot. Um, so I went with ATL and none more notable than Wings from the city of Atlanta. Whether it's American Deli, whether you're going to crickets, um, everybody has their order. Bailey, what's your order? Order of wings? Yeah, like when you go to deli or crickets or wherever, what do you get? Oh, I, I got to get the lemon pepper extra wit. Yep. Chris in the chat said she misses American deli. American Carissa, what's, what's, your, what's your order at the deli? So I don't get wings. I get a chicken Philly. Okay. You have taste. I get judged so hard for getting chicken fillies, bro. Right, fair enough. Oh. But, like, the, the thing is, for me, when you go to a- Atlanta and you get wings, it's a thing. It is a moment. You got to get the lemon pepper extra wet, or some people do the buffalo with the lemon. Um, I've got wings at strip clubs in Atlanta, and I've never even entered said strip clubs before. And Lou Will basically broke the bubble because he went to go get wings. Um, I mean... I feel like every time we debate this, this someone is the, whoever is the first to grab something typically grabs the lemon pepper wings. I actually think they leave one debate on here months ago with lemon pepper wings. What can I you did. do? I did. Bailey, what is your choice? I went with Philly cheesesteak, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. It literally just came up. That shows the power of a Philly cheesesteak. I digress with that. But, I mean, think about it, right? You don't hear Atlanta wings. You just hear wings. But you hear Philly cheesesteak. It's a strong association. You can get one across the nation. You can get it anywhere. Like, 
doesn't matter. It's always good. It's 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 customizable. Like you can go you can go get chicken Philly, you can get a beef Philly, you can get spicy Phillies, you can get teriyaki Philly. They do all types of Phillies, bro. Think about it. All types of stuff. Same and thing with con- wings. And it's all consistent. Types. Wings are super easy to mess up. You can get really bad wings. It's hard to get, get a bad Philly. You can get a bad Philly cheesesteak. I've had a lot of bad Philly cheesesteaks. I ain't say you couldn't. I said it's a lot harder. To no, get. no, no, no. I, can I have an objection here. This is cutting into my time. But, like, you can get worse wings. Like, it's harder to get bad Philly. No, than I, I highly disagree with that. Well, it doesn't matter what you disagree with because Corey is the host here. That's true. I will. I'm, I mean, I'm going to peek a little bit behind that curtain that you erred in choosing something from Philadelphia whenever your judge is someone from Pittsburgh. But I digress. I don't think about those type of things. Yeah, but Corey, really quickly, can we agree, like, a worse Philly cheesesteak is way worse than the worst wings you could get out there? I, 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 I generally agree, but that's strictly from personal experience when I was in Philadelphia. So I got one when I was there because I was like, oh, I have to. You know what I mean? Like, try, like, a local thing that... They put cheese whiz on it, and that's just gross. That ruined that's, the whole sandwich. That's, that's terrible. No, but they said that's like their go-to. Like I went to the place that's known for it there. So if like that's yeah, what it is, it is, it is their, it is their known thing. Putting cheese whiz on it. Some people. Like, if that's like, when you're coming at me with your best. That that loses. Like some people good. do, like the provolone mixed into the meat with the cheese whiz on the top, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, all right, that's too much, bro. That's way too much. You're right, though, Bailey. Like I. It's very easy to mess up wings, but when you're coming at me with your best and you're presenting cheese whiz, you lose me very quickly. Hey, look, I ain't know that part. My argument was not based on that. I know. Carissa, what is your choice? So mine is um, Chicago deep dish pizza. I've never had it. I just heard about it. That's really it. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Tomatoes. <laughs> I think that is the most Carissa debate I've ever heard. No, I I have a lot of thoughts about Chicago deep dish pizza. Well, uh, real quick before you give those thoughts, I'm just gonna let y'all know that Kill wins because he named the only food that I actually like. So, wow, that's fine. Let's, let's go. Tomato, tomato. I don't like deep dish. Deep dish pizza is disgusting. It needs to never be made. It's not pizza. It is a casserole. It's too filling. There's way too much sauce on it. It's too thick. You can have half of a slice at best. Maybe mm. it's too expensive. First of all, like a regular size one is like $150. Nobody has time for that. It's That's not true, but garbage. Uh, <laughs> this man is going off. Yeah. You know, I usually don't like when he does this. Detroit style pizza is better. First of all, talk about it. I don't think most people will agree, but I'm with you. Detroit style pizza is so much better. I don't know the difference between the two. So, oh, we'll, we'll get Chicago to eat this when you go up to Chicago this year for Grow the Game, and you'll and then report yeah. back to us that oh, this is like you know how when you get a pie and it, like it's it's literally just like a little bit of, like crust on top and then like filling that yeah. it, like this is the closest thing to a pizza pie because it is literally just no, here is your a, filling it's a, of sauce. Pie, bro. It's not. It is pizza. tomato pie. It okay. is pie. Cool. That doesn't sound appealing at all, but I. No, but they said Chicago, so have it. I'll look into it. (laughs) No, we'll stop. Well, we. I want. I. I. I really want better things for you, Bailey. So I don't want you to look into it at all. If you get any of it, I want you to throw it on the ground and step on it. 
Um, no. no. If I get it, I'm going to try it. I feel like he has to try it once. Maybe he has different taste buds than us. You know? I like food, okay? Yeah, that's fair. I can't argue that. That's fair. And then Anyways. I'll take you... I'll take you up to when you come up to the mitten. Um, we'll get some good Detroit style pizza. Why do you know. assume I'm coming to the mitten? I don't know. What if you want to go watch the? Uh, what if you want to go watch the Detroit Grizzlies come play? I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies come play the Detroit Pistons in Detroit. What if we make it? You a like trip? a lot of Pistons, Bailey. I, I, I love the Pistons. I love. The what Pistons if we make it a trip? Corey Corey drives from Pittsburgh. Um. Carissa comes up and we all hang out in the state of Michigan. My, I actually my, highly don't suggest to do that because my trips this year are booked. I can't make any more trips right now. What's your trips? I'm going to a Sky Game, going to a Sparks game to have Corey's wedding. Oh, Corey Bailey actually got an invite? Yeah, Bailey's my boy. Where's my invite? Is that in we, the mail? Did, we've actually already discussed this the last time you found out Bailey was invited yes, to the wedding. Yes, we have. Did it get lost in the mail? Sure. Nah, Carissa has a game to watch, guys. Come on. All right, bro. I see how it is. This has been fun or something. It's been uh, something. So next week when we come back, there might be some news. We'll see. There will definitely be. We'll, we'll be moving further on our bracket. And I mean, by the time we record, we're recording this week, we'll be looking forward to a championship game. So that's always fun as well. So uh, definitely check out Bailey's interview later in the week. If you haven't listened to his interview last week with Splash Squad, you have to. It was actually just fantastic. And we'll catch you next week on Rebel Edition. Deuces.